Hey, this is Vinny Caruana from The Movie Life. I am the Avalanche, peaced out, constant elevation, and you're listening to the podcast and we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 212 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Or we can just call you the Nintendo. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I, I, you know, I think we might have to now. <laughs> oh, man. So... That's part of the opening tonight. We got we got some stuff to talk about uh, before we dive into the show. We are live on Squawker. Thanks again, Squawker, for all you do and hooking us up with the audible goodness. Oh, um, and, and real quick, I got to jump in yeah. the audio quality. I finally got to the point where we actually recorded that new mic. Wow. Night and day difference. Yeah. So it's thanks to feedback, baby. <laughs> thanks to Squawker. Thanks to technology. And thanks for us only being a few years behind that it took us that long to do Better it. Better late than never. That's what I say. I say that we're working on uh on antiquated equipment and we had to make do with what we had. Oh, that That's, you know, you know, you know, with everything going on, working full time still, you know, I think we do pretty good. I just I'll tell you, it's just nice to have nice audio. That's yeah, all. I agree. So we'll we'll uh, talk for a second about the Nintendo show, but then we will do picks of the week. We'll do trivia where I'm only up by a half a point. We can now no longer decide a champion this week. It's 14 for me, 13 and a half for Sam in our race to 11 win by two. Sam will take over for gaming where we have even deeper PS5 impressions, even deeper Miles Morales impressions. That's where our top three for the week is going to lie. Top three favorite suits from Miles Morales, the game. Uh, from there, we have Age of Calamity, the Hyrule Warriors sequel. That's out now. And we have the review. We have October NPD, one of our favorite segments every month where we discuss the best-selling games. I'll take over in movies where we have another addition to the Suicide Squad and a little bit of an update on the Wonder Woman 1984 release schedule, among a ton of other things. By the way, we only got like, you know, a new Snyder Cut trailer, but that's another thing. Uh, we're going to talk about Chapter 11 of The Mandalorian, and we got a ton of music to talk about. So let's not waste any more time. What do you say? We just give a couple thank yous. A couple thank yous, because we had overwhelmingly positive support to the new show that we've launched called the Nintendo's thoughts on uh, just thanks so much. I had people texting me we had people DMing us at we podcast and we know things uh, hitting us up on Twitter at the Nintendo at Samuel Matoro uh, and even writing on our Facebook, just saying that they enjoyed the show. And for that, I say thank you so much for listening. Uh, it means the world. And especially when it's all about Nintendo and future. And it, it, it was a very good podcast. Thank you. And I appreciate, uh, you know, it takes a lot of work to do a solo thing. And um, it's like it, 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 you have to be a special breed to just be alone talking to yourself for half hour, 45 minutes, an hour. Like it, it's it's a lot different when you, you can't flow it like flow it off with somebody. It's so much different. <laughs> and like, luckily, I'm just a natural born talker. Um, so I kind of. Kind I mean, of I, like I, I mean, I, you know me. Like, if you know me, I like to talk. But if not, I'm quiet. But when, when there's someone there, like I like take my time, take a sip of water, relax. But when it's just you, you got to kind of keep the ball moving. That's the thing. Like I've I've learned not not to be afraid of a couple seconds of silence if you need it. Don't fill the air with just junk because um, you know, kind of take your time and walk through it. And I prepped the shit out of that. And we'll be back next Monday, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. So the, the Monday, Cyber Monday, if you will, 
with another episode. So uh, looking forward to that. Thanksgiving is next Thursday, so we'll figure out our recording schedule and all that for, for the, the pod. I, I don't know when that'll be, but we'll figure all that stuff out in the coming days. But we are here for episode 212. Again, I thank you. The Nintendo's thoughts on the first episode I did was on the 2021 for Nintendo. Some predictions, some will we, won't we. Uh, it's on our channel feed now. As a matter of fact, if you just listen to this episode and then let it just keep going, the newest Nintendo, the first ever, ever Nintendo will just start playing and it'll just hit your earballs. So would appreciate if you listen to it, give it feedback. Uh, it's doing well in the ratings and charting well, so I'm happy with that. So without further ado, let's move on to our picks of the week. Pick of the week I know you don't give a shit about because you don't like them. But uh, Kevin Hart dropped a new stand-up yeah, special it, on Netflix. It looks so bad. It looks and so it, bad. And it it definitely wasn't his. It was far from his best. But it definitely. I think it was better than his last. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, for now, I'm just happy to get some new content, something to just kind of make me laugh for a little bit, even if I only had maybe three belly laughs. But to me, them belly laughs, they're 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 there. They're worth it. They're they seem to be hard to come by. Uh, you know this day and age or at least in 2020 but it was called zero fucks given he actually recorded from his living room i guess he built like some little makeshift uh stage and you know his thing was like this is my house i can kind of say what i want and you know you know kevin hart his whole freaking stand-up routine and you know he has a nice jerry seinfeld bit i thought was pretty funny there was a, a funny pizza bit but again, I, I just kind of went in there for a new comedy special. There, there was I know there was a bunch scheduled this year, and obviously COVID, and it all got canceled. And so just to get one, I'm, I'm still waiting for a few others. I'll take it. If you need to laugh, you know, we searched on Netflix, Zero Fucks Given, Kevin Hart's newest stand-up special. My pick of the week is a movie that came out this year. Um, any movie that comes out this year kind of flies under the radar unless it's a giant release because of the way theaters are. Uh, a lot of times they're closed down. This movie, you know, I would imagine nobody listening to this podcast, Sam, you included, have ever heard of this. Um, but it did come out this year. It's called Save Yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, let me read. Let me let me read it in the way it's meant to. Save yourselves. That's how you should read the title. It is. Uh, listen, it's got a sixty-seven on Metascore. It's got a five point five out of ten on IMDb with just under two thousand ratings. It really um it's it's a it's a movie about a genre that we've seen before but a different take on it and i'm not going to go ahead and say it was my favorite movie of the year it'll be in the conversation for maybe number three just because there weren't a ton of new movies this year um i'll sit on it and, and maybe it'll hit me a little harder but i really enjoyed it enough to at least give it my pick of the week this week so it's called save yourselves John Reynolds stars as Jack and Sunita Mani. She stars as Sue. Uh, they are a young couple in Brooklyn and they're like so obsessed with their cell phones. They realize that that's all they live on. So they want to get away for the week at a remote log cabin and unplug. And I thought that's a great premise because listen, I could use that too. We're on our cell phones and iPads and computers all day long. I would love a week just at a remote cabin just to unplug and all this good stuff. So, when they're up there, aliens come down to Earth. <laughs> oh, that's a nice twist. And they don't know because they don't have their phones. They So the end of the world is happening and they have no clue. Um, you know, one thing leads to another and they tend, you know, obviously they find out. 
um, and craziness ensues. It's it's a comedy, dark. It's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. It's a little bit of like a mystery and a little bit of sci-fi. Very low budget, so like very minimal uh, CG. Um, a lot of practical. The CG was okay too. It wasn't like jarring, especially the end scene. Now the divisive thing about this movie is the final scene. When you have a an apocalyptic movie in any way, shape, or form, the thing anybody wants to talk about is the ending. Do they survive? Do they not? How does it happen? What goes on? And this movie, I will tell you, flips it on its head, and I did not see it coming at all. And I think it did something for the first time. I'll say it. It did something I've never seen in another movie. So for huh. that alone, is it the comedy? Is it hit and miss? Yes. When I think it hit, it hits really well. Uh, when it misses, I think it misses pretty hard. John Reynolds is one of my favorite, you know, up and coming new actors. He's in the show Search Party I was talking about like a month or two ago is one of my picks of the week. Uh, he's the main male character of that show. So I that's the reason I watched this movie is because, oh, shit, John Reynolds. And another main character from Search Party is a secondary character in this. So I was like, love that connection. Let me check it out. It's an hour and a half, so it's not a huge, you know, time uh, investment. It's gonna throw you for a loop. You might love it. I could see a lot of people watching this and saying, "I loved it," or "I thought it was fucking terrible." I don't think there's a lot of middle ground. So uh, I think it was good enough to recommend. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. And where was it on? Uh, it's just on. I rented it for, for like five bucks on Amazon okay, okay, for a couple okay, days gotcha, gotcha. because it's a theatrical release. It'll be available. It's available digitally like to buy and, and rent. Um, it's not on Netflix or Hulu or anything. Gotcha. This I'd imagine this movie finds its way onto Hulu or Prime in the next month or two. Like it's bound for a streaming service. Right, I'll keep an eye out. Um, yeah. So if you're looking for like a weird extraterrestrial apocalyptic kind of technology movie, some people call it a little woke. I didn't really see it that way. I just thought it was a pretty good movie and i hope you enjoy it so save yourselves and kevin hart two opposite ends of the spectrum but both recommended sam it's 14 for me 13 and a half for you in our trivia challenge i'm going to give you the question first this week to try and maybe have you take the lead a little bit here all right we got all right see in the show here in the show the fresh prince of bel-air what was jeffrey's last name and jeffrey was the butler Jeffrey was. I know. I know who Jeffrey. I don't. What was his last name in the show? I need to hear it. The answers are: Was he Jeffrey Smith, Jeffrey Banks, Jeffrey Williams, or Jeffrey Butler? Hmm. I don't like any of them. There was one that I liked. It was the it was the right answer. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, was it Jeffrey Smith, Jeffrey Banks, Jeffrey Williams, or Jeffrey Butler? I don't know. Is it so on the nose that it's Butler? Let's go with Banks. That's what I went with. This is one of the only sh- like questions I didn't make up myself. I actually went on a trivia site and pulled it, and the answers included. And I picked Banks, and it's wrong. It's it's that on the nose. It's Butler. I almost said Butler too. God damn it! It's would, that on the nose. I know because I ah god damn it that sucks. <laughs> ah shit. All right, let's see what you got. Which studio is behind the development of 2015's The Order 1886? Oh, my God. I know this. 
And here's the thing. I will get it if you get the, if I get the answers. So do I want to just skip that step and work through it? Oh God. They were rumored to be purchased by PlayStation. They're not purchased by PlayStation or maybe they are. I think they did until dawn. No, they didn't do until dawn. Their name is dawn. Dawn something, something dawn shit. Uh, it's something dawn i know i'm right just give me the half a point um oh god right dawn horizons ready at dawn ready at dawn you are correct yep 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 yep. i figured i'd give you a toss-up brother that was uh that was i had to work through it but i absolutely knew that i would love a sequel to that fucking game matter of fact you never see that game anymore, like publicized or on sale. I think I might. It's probably like five bucks now on the PlayStation Store. I might just go get it because I heard it looks amazing. It just plays like balls. I, um, I thought Triver really liked it, if I'm not mistaken. It's it's it, it's a PlayStation 4 like launch game. It's old as shit. Um, it's in that launch window. It again, it it really showed. It was the first game that really showed what PS4 could do graphically. It gets shit on from a story perspective. It kind of just ends. And like it set up a sequel, I guess, but it never was going to come. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of what else Ready at Dawn did. And I heard that they're making a new game, but it's like not that or like the team got dismantled. I, I, gosh, I can't remember for the life of me, but that'll make it 14 and a half for me. 13. No, wait, 15 for me. 13 and a half for you. I'm back up by a point and a half. And next week could clinch it even with getting the, the answers next week. So maybe, maybe I'll give you a little early Thanksgiving gift. Maybe you should just make it hard as shit. Uh, we'll, we'll see. T- t- this week has been crazy, so I, I was lucky to even get a question in. These, every Notes were literally last minute today, baby. Well, before, before you oh. take over in your gaming part, I'll say this, because I don't have one. To kick off our gaming space, Sam, you've had another week with the PS5. What new things have you kind of dug up? I mean, I'm. I guess I'm lucky. I'm. I guess I heard a lot of people having some issues with their PS5s mm-hmm. from at least in the Spider-Man game. I think it was Brian Barnett. He's saying that he can't change his suits. Mine. Uh, I had a similar issue. Now mine's the PS4 version. But whenever I would change a suit uh, in the it, during a, a mission, like a main story mission, it, I would just get Miles' head on the screen. It was this crazy glitch where he had no body. Wow. I. I'm. I've had quite a few glitches in spider-man so I, we definitely talk about that but i know a lot of people's they had to basically restart their ps5 or they had to wipe it clean thankfully i didn't have to do that i had one where i was stuck inside a building i wasn't supposed to be inside of yeah it took me about a minute or two to get out uh you know when you you go to you press box or you hit venom and for whatever reason, when I when I was like powering up to do that punch, it just started like crazy music basically kind of played. It was like yeah. for like 20 seconds. I was like, oh, my PS5 is going to blow up. We will get into the Miles impressions too, like a little deeper because now you've finally gotten to play it and uh, we both beat it. So we have a lot to talk about there. Spoiler free, of course. But like I had problems where miles a cutscene would play and there's two cutscenes going at once the audio so like i was getting lost because miles was saying one thing and then another thing right on top of it oh yeah, yeah. I it had, was there was a I, lot of problems with that game 
Like, oh, I, I agree. There was one just like I had with the, the first Spider-Man where it was like the end of the audio and I just couldn't hear Spider-Man talk or Miles talk. It was like, it just stopped. I was like, oh, okay. There's, so, good. No, I was just going to say there, there's definitely glitches with this game. Yeah. There's so much packed into it and that it just kind of like overloads. But from a PS5 perspective, you're not wrong. A lot of people are reporting a lot of issues. And like, this isn't to shit on the PS5 because I can't wait to get mine. But this is expected with any new console. Of course, console it's, it's first time. Um, I just downloaded the first PS5 updates. Yes, the firmware, yeah. Yeah, so they, you know, they just said it was update. They didn't give us any specific reason of, you know, what it, you know, I did bug fixes or whatever, but I did yeah. it. It took maybe two, two minutes to do nice and fast. It's still, you know, knock on wood. My PS5 has been running good. All services did Disney plus did all that. Everything works great. Speed of course is fine. You know, I, I, I knock on wood again. I'm, I guess I'm one of the lucky ones where I haven't necessarily hit too many bugs with it. Now, have you um, played it all with like the cards and like those kind of features where it tells you how much time you have left on a mission to kind of judge where you're at on that? Have you been messing around with that stuff or you just kind of been diving in and playing? No, and dude, I just dove in headfirst in Spider-Man. I, I, I beat it. Spoiler. Um, I'm 98% completed, which it, to me, it's done. Like I, I did everything. I think I did everything I wanted to in yeah. that game. Got all, the, got all the suits besides the one you get when you start a new game. Yeah. Yeah. I got all the suits except for the sound one. I didn't, I have no interest to do that. Those missions zero. So I'm going to stay out of those, but yeah, they, they were my, like, that would be my least favorite part of all the missions. Like that was just some filler. Yeah. A lot of it was, listen, side missions are are that for a reason. I I mean, the suit's pretty decent. I'm not going to, it didn't, it didn't make my list, but it, I did like the suit. I like those colors. The purple yeah, so green combo, like, yeah, nice color scheme. Yeah. yeah, it was it was definitely cool. I mean, it, it was a fun game, super short. I mean, I think one of the shortest games I've ever played. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if anything I could think of it, it was shorter than this. Now, but but before we dive into the Miles Morales stuff even further, from from a PS5 perspective, um, I know you said you haven't really caught any glitches or, or bugs or anything like that, hardware issues, nothing like that. Have you messed around with the trophy system at all? Like, have you looked in there to see if it's cleaner, quicker? Like, w- have you noticed anything just fucking around with your, your PS5? Uh, to be honest, I, I didn't get a lot of chance. Like, it, like I said, it was a busy week. I didn't get a lot of chances to really mess around with it. I did yeah. play the uh, the playroom a little bit more. Like, again, cool. I, I cannot say enough things about the paddle. I think that alone is is enough that it's enough to gain attention to, to develop developers to really look into this paddle. So w- this isn't to dive back into miles Morales. I'm just using miles as an example. Uh, what I've actually heard about the, the dual sense is with miles being a first party title, there's not oh, a lot that that feedback does in that game from like web swings and stuff like that. It didn't, it doesn't use the dual sense to its like Maximum. full potential. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, a lot of people have an issue with like, this is a launch game and it already doesn't use it. Like if this game came out five years from now and it's kind of like just another thing I could understand. But when you want to show off the features of this thing, I, there's an issue with me and, and I don't have the console. I don't know if, if it uses it, if when I'm swinging through the city, if I have to press it a little harder, if I feel that feedback throughout that using that kind of controller, but I get that sense of like, 
if that's an issue for people, I can understand that. You're buying a brand new game. You expect it to, especially a first party PlayStation exclusive, you could expect it to have to, not have to, but to want to integrate these awesome features of this console. I, I'd imagine they didn't do it because they were throwing in the remaster and you got to do it for both. And that's just probably too much work. Yeah, I, I would imagine probably for other releases that are going to come out, that's going to definitely take advantage of the paddle. Like when Devil May Cry comes out, I think it's going to take advantage. God of War, I imagine it's going to take advantage of it. God of War better. Like it, better. It gives it gives them at least enough time to to understand what I guess this new controller can do, can actually feel for themselves and can you know make it into the game. I'm just I'm at a point where I'm like getting antsy. I'm going on the marketplace all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like not ready to buy it. Yeah. Like I'm ready to be ready. Like I'm not at a point where I'm going to wait in line again or I'm not going out on Black Friday. Oh, no, no, no. But I am at a point where I am like, fuck, I'm like the only dude I know. <laughs> no, no, it, it's funny. I've actually been seeing a lot online. Like I, I meet kind of people like, well, I guess that's, it goes hand in hand. You see the people. I'm glad I waited to not get it because they're seeing people with the bugs. Then on the other hand, I see like people like you like, damn, should I got it? God damn it. I should have got it. You're taking a chance. Like for me, yeah. like it would suck if it would happen. I have a PlayStation 4. It's backup. I am. I'm currently in the process of trying to sell both my Xboxes. I'm going to actually rid my house of the Xbox ecosystem. I've made that decision. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a big move. I just don't play the games enough. So like, and I have two Xbox ones. Um, I'm sitting next to one of them. There's a green box. I don't know. You can't really see my how camera many, too well. How many but, Blu-ray players do you need? Right, exactly. And then I'll, uh, you know, I'll get a fire stick for my living room because it's got the fire stick just uh, launched HBO max, which was the last service that I was waiting for it. So I'll get a new fire stick They're 25 bucks. It's nothing. Plug it in. I have all my streaming shit there. My wife brought up a good point. She said, well, how am I going to play a Blu-ray in the living room? I said, well, then I guess I'm just going to have to get a PS five early and move the PS four up there. So there you go. Makes perfect uh, sense to me. That's right. Exactly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of downsizing my consoles. I even told her, I'm willing to put away my 64, my GameCube and stuff like that. Wow. That, I, I don't know about the 64 GameCube. I can understand, but I, 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 I'm, I'm playing with the idea. Like we are in the, as a crazy uh, idea. We are in the midst of setting up an office in my guest room upstairs. Um, we just moved a bunch of shit around. I'm going to hang some posters. I'm going to paint the walls and rip up the carpets and shit like that. And that's where those old consoles can go. I have a 32 inch up there that I think could be fine. Yeah, that stuff. And it's just I'm I'm ready to get rid of it in my basement because it's just sitting there collecting dust. I I just who the fuck wants to play Goldeneye on an 85 inch HDTV? It will look like shit. It will look like literal dog shit. It it, re- it really would, but it would be funny. It would be funny <laughs> if I th- listen. There's nothing like a giant screen for some four player co op action. But if it's gonna look like you know pixelated ball sacks, I'm gonna pass. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with that, speaking of pixelated ball sacks, let's talk about Miles. No, I'm just kidding. Miles Morales got a nine from IGN. It's getting rave reviews everywhere. I said last week that I agree with them, and I was only about an hour and a half in. I, like you, am done. Uh, I am about 94%, I think, was the last time I checked. I have one or two of the – God, I can't remember what the infinity symbol is. It's like the the 
um, the charger. You got like the fuse or thing, and like yeah, it's like the hit. It's like, it's like the underground. Yeah, I got to go yeah. like to the underground. So I only have two of those left, and I was just like, I don't feel like going there everywhere and just beating people up for five minutes. It didn't appeal to me. I was just ready to finish the story. So we're going to talk about it deeper than we did last week, but we'll remain it spoiler free because it's only been out a week or two. Like it's actually been a week. Uh, it's not right to go into spoilers just yet. Yeah, nah. Maybe a Nintendo episode or something like that. But uh, let's talk. So I gave my shit last week. I'll talk more because now that I finished it, I have more to say. But from your perspective, two questions. Number one, did it earn the nine? And number two, what did you think overall? I think a nine is – I think it might be a smidge high. I'm like an eight, eight, eight five max. Like I I just had a lot of glitches going on with the game. And I, I just knew there was going to be a little side mission of me chasing or catching a damn bird. I, I just – I felt – And there it. was only one though. Thank fucking God it was the worst. I yeah, hate those pigeons. One mission and I think it was two or three birds, pigeons you had to get. Three, yeah. God, I, I'm glad we were on the same wavelength. I you know, so this. and I, I like that they had a joke in there, and he, you know, uh, Peter kind of Peter Parker says in like, man, you'd wait what I had to do the first time I played because like making a joke, yeah. like yeah, a lot of people hated that mission, we still hated it now. You know, and they just throw a, little, a couple little stupid side missions to kind of pepper up the story because if you really wanted to, you could probably finish the main storyline. <clears throat> excuse me, in like an hour. Like, I, I feel like it's that fast. Like, if you really wanted to just skip all the stuff and, and just bang it out, this game and, could be. And you skip the cutscenes. You're absolutely right. This is a this is a speedrunner's dream. Oh, my. Yeah, this is you can one sitting beat this game. No problem. Yeah. And and listen, I am off the nine train as well. I'm glad that it's not just the PS4. I'm not glad. But like, it, it's not just the PS4 version that encounters. Oh, no, no. Trust bugs. me. It's, it's the P- PS5. It, it's hit as well. Yeah. It's it was rough. I'm talking rough to play this game at times. There were so many technical difficulties, audio, visual, frame rate. Oh, oh I had I had one time an enemy was stuck in between a staircase and all I could see was his head. It kind of took me like two minutes to like angle it right and actually kill him because if not, I wouldn't beat this mission. I didn't feel like restarting it. But I got lucky and I, I did beat him like that. But it was just so weird the glitch he got like the weird glitches of me getting stuck in the building. Like I, I was like, how the hell does this happen? I kicked an enemy. A sw- I web kicked an enemy in one of the construction sites up in the air. And he landed uh, between like two um, shipping, giant shipping crates yeah. like in a, in yeah. a shipyard yeah. or whatever. And he stuck there and I couldn't get him. Same thing as you, right? What I did was I took a remote mine and I shot his head and then I detonated the remote mine. So oh, like that, it was lucky that I got the hit on, but like it's, it was, it's a really choppy experience from there. And I, I'm interested this one thing that bothered the living shit out of me. It happened twice. And I want to know if it, it actually happened three times, but one was actually intentional. The game meant to do it. Uh, the other two definitely were not. And I'm interested to see if this happened to you. Uh, when you're swinging, this is to – it happened once on a side mission, once on a main mission. You're swinging through the city. You got like 800 whatever to go and you're like 200 away and then all of a sudden the cutscene for the thing just starts anyway just because you're in the vicinity. Yeah. Yep. Mine, did mine that happen did, to you a couple yeah. of times? There was a couple of times. I mean, again, I, <clears> I think I think it was supposed to happen. Once you're the you one, know, like you, 100 meters, 200 meters or less, it basically, bam, automatically hit you there. And I wasn't – so the problem was 
Like there's one part of the game where it's supposed to happen that way. And that's later on in the game. You get, you get ambushed as you're swinging. So it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The one that it happened to me on was something that involved a church and I was meeting yep. somebody at a church. Right. Yep. But the problem is I'm coming from the South and I'm coming up North and there's a side mission even further North. That's what I was going to. I was trying to get to the side mission. Oh, that's funny. But as I had to pass through the main missions, I guess, like vicinity, and I'm talking 400, 300 meters. Like it was not, I wasn't even fucking close to this, to the yellow. I'm trying to go up to the blue side mission and it triggers the cutscene. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready for this. So I had to wait for it. And then I had to abandon the mission and then swing around it and then go back. And I was like, this broke, broke my immersion. That's um, so funny that you, you was, literally went back. We're like, no, I'm not ready. Did it did it it wasn't the final mission though? No, it was one it was the it yeah. was the Trinity Church mission where yeah. you meet somebody and then yeah. uh, an enemy breaks it up. So like I and listen, they tried their damnedest with the story to keep it engaging and to twist you up and but it was so uber predictable from literally beginning to end to the point where the big thing that happens didn't hit me at all. The, oh, the, you're, you're saying the mid credit scene? Uh, no, no, no. That was cool. I'm talking about oh, okay. the 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 person who doesn't make it. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, and listen, that's not a spoiler. You know that something tragic's happening in this fucking game. Like the thing that happens, you're like, I saw this shit coming a mile away. Yeah, I, I would. That's why, like, my probably my grade would probably be an eight an eight zero for the game because I like I did have fun. Like, I love swinging around that damn city. Like, yep. I really did. Like, yep. even when I was. Before I played today, I was already 98% today. I just went on today for an hour just to swing around and beat up some people. At least probably for like the last time for a while because other games are coming. That's right. And I'm I'm good too. So I'm I'm good on revisiting this for a long time. I have no urge to do uh to do uh new game plus. Now, I loved just like you swinging around, just like I did in the original Spider-Man game. The only time I fast traveled is the literal one time it forces you to. So I'm happy that I'm happy there. Um, and I will say the combat is better than the original Spider-Man. The Venom power makes it makes it, you. The, the Venom was cool. Minus, was very the, cool. minus the couple glitches I had when I hit the Venom. And I think there was just I was fighting a lot of guys. Yeah. And just it just was too much. And I thought it was going to fuck up my PS5. But thankfully it did it. And it just yeah. went on for a couple seconds. But hey, I, I, I had a blast playing the game. It's yep. just it was just so short. It's it's so yeah to me I think it was like what fifty bucks this is not a fifty dollar game for me I don't think you get a lot of value out of it and they added new game plus because they they knew that and yeah, they and added this is, this is a max forty dollar game this is exactly a, this is a little appetizer before the uh, sequel for Spider Man for Peter Parker absolutely and what I like that it does is it also cuts like as much filler as it adds in the side missions it does cut out the bullshit filler that the original gave us with the MK and even the miles the kind of self stealthy shit they didn't force stealth on me even though miles was kind of that was kind of introduced to him in the first game and I appreciated that stealth was always an option it was never a you have to go be stealthy for this mission so I appreciate yeah, yeah the only time you had to do stealth is the few side missions that were you know take as many any or like I think there was two missions where you know kill these enemies without being seen right and that's like optional as shit so yeah, yeah oh yeah it's that it doesn't affect the main storyline at all you just get those you just get upgrades and stuff so and they left they left a suit for new game plus they left three abilities on your skill tree for new game plus so they really they left a trophy you can't platinum the game unless you play it again on new game plus so they really knew 
that this was a tough $50 sell uh, from a value standpoint. It's a great game, but like from a value standpoint. So I think they, they kind of padded those trophies and shit like that in there and said, oh, let's give them stuff that they have to get by playing New Game Plus. Yeah. So that's not enticing to me. I'm kind of done. But I loved it because I remember the 2018 was my game of the year. I yeah. st- I this is such, such a fun you know city. I, the city's wonderful. The the mechanics are great. The combat is better this time around. It's just you know the story felt a little weak, and the technical hiccups were just really tough. I mean, me. I would still say it was a solid launch title. Hell for, yeah! For, for PS5, it it definitely gave PS5 the edge for at least in my opinion over Xbox. Uh, I'm at a solid, solid, solid 7.5 and I could be convinced of an eight. Like that's kind of where I'm at. The The technical stuff really took me out at times. So I'm not I'm not at the nine, um, but man, it's it's totally worth it. And uh, and if you liked the first one, I have to I will say it, it's a must play. It is. Oh, an absolute oh, must if play. It, I would definitely recommend it. If you have a PS5, PS4, it's, you know, bite the bullet. Or, 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 hey, wait a little bit and wait till it's a little bit cheaper. I Listen, I got it for PS4. And it, 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 I'm yeah, happy to say you that. Had your, you, you had your glitches on 4. I had my glitches on 5. Exactly. So it's not like by waiting and getting the PS5 version, you're going to get a perfect, yeah, you know, yeah. clean game. You're going to get those hiccups. So if you wait for PS4, it's not like PS5 looks that much better. I mean, it loads a shitload faster. I mean, it's, it's better. Don't get it twisted. Oh, oh no, I'm not going to get that. Twi- you have the you have the performance <laughs> mode versus that other mode. You can play 60 frames and 30 with ray tracing. Like there's options on the PS5 that you just you just can't get on the four. But if you're cash strapped, if you can't find a five, if you just want to play it now, if you yeah. do have a five, I would recommend getting if you've never played the the 18 version. I'd recommend getting the. Uh, upgraded version of the game that comes with the 2018 remaster play the remaster first and then dive into miles that's what i would do yeah now that would be a nice long game now we're talking so but before we get off the miles stuff let's get into our top three for the week our top three for the week is going to be our favorite suits from the game not as many suits as the original but what was there was fucking phenomenal in my opinion i thought these suits were stronger than the than the main suits especially the into the spider-verse effects you get with that suit, but we won't give away any spoilers. Let's get into our top three. And and there was like I think four or five that I kept really like juggling around using. So this was a little bit tough. But number yeah. three, I went with the track suit. It was mostly the white suit, had the black on the interior of his kind of legs and chest, and had like the uh the red webbing on the Spider-Man mask. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought this just looked one of the coolest. You know me. I, I like the color white and just the me touches too. of the red and black. It just went well. Yeah, it's a sleek, sleek suit. Yeah. Uh, I went with my number one in the main game was the comic book suit. And I was hoping they would do something like that for this one. And I'm glad that they did an animated suit. That's my number three. I don't think it looked as cool as the animated comic book suit from the original. Yeah. But but it was very cool. It looked like it was uh, you could tell it. It looked like it was hand drawn and stuff like that. It, it was a nice touch. Not as good to me as the comic book suit from the original but still strong. So my number three is the animated suit. I, I thought it was okay. It, it didn't make it didn't make my list, however. Mm-hmm. My, my number two, I went with the strike suit. The one where he's got like the gauntlets on each arm, the red and black and the webbing. Mm-hmm. I, I, for just I some reason, for a minute. Yeah. It was, it just looked the coolest of it. Like most, well, besides that one silver one, like that was like all tech. This one I thought was one of the coolest. Yeah. Uh, my number two is, I, I don't remember the actual name of the suit, but you get it when you see the mural of Black Lives Matter 
and it's the Black Lives Matter suit. I, oh, I yep. I love it. That, that was the yellow one, right? It was the black suit with the yellow yep, spider yep, web. Yep. It was so sick. One of my favorite colors is yellow, yellow and purple, two of my favorite colors. I wish it was, I wish there was a purple and yellow suit to be so sick, but it's a nice dark black suit with the yellow Spider-Man kind of yeah. webbing and, and all that. Obviously um, with the Black Lives Matter movement, that's their major color scheme. It was such a cool little suit. You get it as a reward for doing a mission. Thought that was a really neat touch there, a really cool reward. And I loved that suit. Yeah, that was my number four, and Prowler was wasn't my number five because I, I like their color schemes; they work great. But yeah. my number one, the one that you know, I guess got his popularity was Into the Spider Verse, or brought the the attention and the love shown towards Miles Morales. Just I, th- I thought it just looked like just like the damn movie; it looked awesome, and and I, I had a blast running around this damn city. Did you do with the effects? Did you use the effects? I mean, I, I didn't like program anything, but whatever, like the, you know, the moves list that they gave you. Yeah, it, it was fun to, to mess around with. No, no. Like, did you use the into the Spider-Verse effect where it slows down the frame rate and it looks like you're actually in the movie? Or did you just use it without that? I just used it without. I actually have to look, maybe I can after this, I'll have to go back and just I, so, I, I didn't see that option. So every suit kind of gets a power and you have to unlock them when you unlock the into the spider-verse suit one of the two upgrades that you oh can wait get a minute yeah I, I, I did just upgrade that i, I remember i just because that was the last upgrade i needed for the suits um no it comes with the suit so you should have had it out of the box no for that. no but to, to boost it don't you have to boost it up no nope no. nope and we got it because we got the launch day so it came for free out of the box for us and you so you go into the upgrades for the suits and huh. you have to pick one and it's the bottom left corner, I believe. And it'll say, it won't give you like the power. It'll say experience Spider-Man like in a different universe or something like that. And you click that on for the suit. And there's one for the mask that actually, when you hit somebody, like pow, kabam, comes up on the screen. It's it's really oh, no, I want to have to do that. If and the sound is ripped from the movie. And it looks, I mean, listen, you got to deal with a 15 second, like 15 uh, frames per second frame rate, but it's done purposely. It makes it like feel like you're in the movie. I didn't love it running around because everybody else is still at 30, 60 frame, whatever. So that wasn't great. But when you're flying through the air and swinging, no, and, and, and you got and, that. And that's all I want. Just, just a little half hour, little skit of me jumping, flying around, and just fighting a couple, breaking up a couple robberies. That's all I need. I'm good. Just check that suit out with those effects on it. I think it'll become your number one even more uh, than it already was. For me, there was one suit that topped uh, the BLM suit and it's the into the spider verse suit, but with a little beanie, it was and a scarf, the winter suit. I oh wore my God. Yeah. Once I unlocked the winter suit, I never took it off. There was a really tough call for me for number like four. If you had, it, it was that one. I think it's Miles Morales 2099. It's a really deep blue and he's got these cool little wings and stuff. I thought that was really cool. But at the same time, I like simplistic uh, and the winter suit, you give me his cool little Miles Morales classic suit. He said scoop. I like scarves. With a scarf and a beanie and some earmuffs. Oh, it was adorable. When you go through the final mission, when there's tragedy and sadness and he's just got a fucking scarf on. <laughs> it just really pulls you in uh, and, and makes it really funny. But uh, overall, listen, a lot of good suits in that game. Like you said, Prowler, another contender. Uh, the color scheme alone makes it look phenomenal. So... Really into the suits. A lot of good things about this game. I'm kind of shocked you didn't pick the one with the cat. I used it once. I 
don't know why. It just kind of only used I, it. Once. I only used it when the mission literally yeah. makes you. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. all I did it for. And yeah. I'm surprised either. It just didn't really appeal to me. I yeah. guess because I'm swinging around. I'm swinging around. I don't like things with backpacks. It kind of takes a little bit of the visual away. Like it blocks my view a little bit. And also that cat is falling out of that bag. Like I felt bad. I was like, there's no way. Maybe, he, maybe he webbed them to the bottom. There you go. <laughs> That's I think that's cruelty to animals. <laughs> but uh, let, let me take it over. That was yeah. our PS5 and Miles Morales. We got two reviews. But let's start with the one I'm I'm, I'm interested hearing because I didn't hear anything. Demon Souls. This is from Bluepoint, who makes phenomenal remakes of games. Bluepoint's team had an enviable task of remaking an 11 year old game with a cult following and making it look and play. The part of being, uh, I'm sorry, and making it look and play the part of being the very first game developed from the ground up for this generation of consoles. And that's exactly what they did. Demon's Souls is breathtakingly gorgeous and plays significantly better than it did on the PS3. Not only thanks to the graphical power of the PS5, but because of the smart quality of life changes and light touches that modernize some frustrating aspects of the original without ever sacrificing the relentless challenge, puzzle infused boss battles and style that made it such a landmark game in the first place. I know that is correct. Hey, that's great to hear. Cause I know that game has such a huge fan base. It's good to hear that the remakes are actually been really good. Yeah, and uh, it's just another notch on Sony's belt. I wouldn't be surprised if they purchased this studio because they've just been working with them exclusively for a long time. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, Blue Point did, I believe. So, I mean, they're a PlayStation. Think of them like a second party almost. I wouldn't be surprised if, if PlayStation acquires them. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. We got the review. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity offers a welcome trip Back to a world I've clocked hundreds of hours in. This is obviously per IGN, not per Greg Hall. It's a hugely varied roster of characters, solid combat mechanics, fun progression, and a clever adaption, I'm sorry, adaptation of the Breath of the Wild's vision of Hyrule, and it's a joy to play and discover. While there are some missed characterization opportunities, Age of Calamity is a blast from start to finish. 8-0. Oh. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, apparently, it fixed the frame rate issues of the demo. Uh, anytime Any I can get back, yeah. Anytime I can get back into the Breath of the Wild world, I'm totally interested. But this is a pass for me. Um, man, oh. I, the more and more I think about trying to get into another Mushu game or a, a Warriors game, if you will, wait till I'm the just price out. drops. I don't want to. Nintendo doesn't drop their fucking prices, man. They're so stingy. They still sell Breath of the Wild for sixty bucks. And oh, a wow. that's they crazy. Just, being a Nintendo fan's expensive. Let's just say that. Uh, there's very rarely privileged. Uh, hashtag. It's just, it's rough. I, I, there's, so this game's out right now, but I'm, I am waiting for a certain game to go on sale for Black Friday that I'm going to play. I want to buy it and play it. There's another game that comes out December 10th that's going to take up a lot of my time uh, that I want to play. So I'm in no rush. I'm like waiting for the Skater XL update. I'm still playing some Pokemon handheld stuff. And uh, of course you are. And I'm waiting for some, some, some games in December. So like I got time friend. I got time. Uh, I'm in no rush to play this game. Nothing but time. (laughs) I'm in no rush to play this game. It's just the demos unsold me so goddamn much that there's just like, it's almost like I have no words to give it another shot. 
All right. Well, but let's let's hope this cheers you up. Our favorite, we got October's NPD. I just I love the NPD. I love it so much. I mean, this it's probably was... going to be ruled by Nintendo. So I mean, well, you got to think about it this way too. Remember that the NPD does not track Nintendo digital sales. Nintendo does not release their eShop sales to the NPD group. So like it's been that way too. And so all these games that are four, five, six, eight, nine, whatever on the list are higher because they just don't track digital sales for whatever reason. They do on their own site, but not through NPD. So like I'd imagine. Like the Nintendo shit is always like two, three, and four, but they just because they don't track digital, it's still super impressive that a lot of these games just physically, even in a pandemic, sell this well, even compared to like the other digital sales. So let's, we got 20. So let's go through the 20. I love doing it every month. Number 20, last month, number 16. So it fell down four spots, but still hanging on is New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. So there's one Nintendo game already. Number 19, up from number 20 last month, Super Mario Party, another Nintendo exclusive game. Number 18, all the way down from number four, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. Damn, that took a dip. Yeah, not a lot of staying power with that one. I think this new update will help, but not a lot of staying power with that one. Uh, That was a September 4th? 16th? Yeah, I think 8th? so. Something like that. So it, it's been out for I, a little I bit. I mean, hey, it hung around. It, it made its money. It's been out for a little bit. Hey, top four, man. And it's up for a game award for best uh, sports game. So there it is. Uh, number 17, staying at number 17, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So uh, a, skateboarding, a skateboarding game sandwiched by Nintendo games. I'm in heaven right now. Uh, number 16, uh, down from number 13 last month, Ring Fit Adventure. Another Nintendo. Switch exclusive. Number 15, up or well, down from number 14, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Another Nintendo Switch. Just rename it to freaking Nintendo's. <laughs> the N, the NPD. <laughs> it's the Nintendo PD, baby. Let's go. Number 14. This is a tough one. Number 14, down from number one, Marvel's Avengers. Game stinks. <laughs> Crystal, Dyna- Crystal Dynamics has reported a huge loss. And quite frankly, it's not even Crystal Dynamics. It's above. It's Ubi. Um, this it, game it is crushing good. them. It's it's crushing them. No one's playing it anymore. They've promised all this content. They just came out with a trailer today. Hey, it's coming. in when I can't even remember when the fuck it's coming. December maybe. The, the first free DLC. It's coming. But like no one's playing your shit. No one cares anymore. And for you to continue to invest money into making all this DLC when no one's playing it, there's it's only a matter of time till this game just hits the old dusty trail. It'll be it'll just be quite it'll slowly disappear like it was never there. I would tend to agree with that. I don't think I don't think by this time next year we're gonna hear anything at all about Marvel's Avengers. Uh, rest in peace. Number 13, down from number five, kind of expected. NBA 2K21. It's a hot game. It'll pick back up when the, with the PS5 launch and stuff. Uh, number 12, staying at number 12, a PlayStation exclusive, Ghost of Tsushima. Nice to see that game hanging around. That's awesome. Game I still got to play. Yep. Number 11, down from number 10, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Awesome. Oh, Love only it. Only three years later. Actually, technically seven. This game came out in 2013. Uh, or 2015, I can't remember. Number 10, up from number 11. One spot, hanging strong. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. 
So finding its way back into the top. Well, actually, it was 11 in September. The game came out in October. So it was number 11 with only a week's worth of sales. After the rest of the month was calculated, it was a top 10 game. So listen, it's it's a Crash Bandicoot game. It's not going to sell like hotcakes, but it's sold enough. And that's pretty cool. Number nine, uh, down from number six, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I think this is the lowest I've ever seen the Call of Duty series. Um, that, crazy wait, enough. It's, it's hot right year's. now. It's almost, no, it's down. It's, it's crazy. It's last year's game. The new one was coming out. So like it came out now. So like this is 11 months of sales. Of course, it's number six, but it's crazy to not see a Call of Duty in the top five. That just like doesn't ever happen. Uh, but regardless, the new one will be there in November and it'll probably be number one. That's and, what and so far for the new one I've been seeing for the multiplayer, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of the maps. I, I think Modern Warfare is still the way to go. I don't give a shit about Call of Duty anymore, man. Yeah. I, and I know, listen, if you and I played Call of Duty, Fortnite, and all that shit, we'd have a, probably a much more popular podcast. I just tell you, I don't give a fuck about those games. I just don't. <laughs> number eight down from number nine, Star Wars Squad. I'm sorry, up from number nine, Star Wars Squadrons. Nice to see that game hanging around. I think that's going to be 20 bucks on Black Friday. That That might be another game. I need to invest in 20 bucks for that game could be, could be a steal number seven up from number eight last month, hanging strong as shit. Animal crossing, new horizons continues to dominate. How about this animal crossing, new horizons on the Nintendo switch with, which has half the sales of the PS4 has outsold every Xbox or I'm sorry, every PlayStation four exclusive ever made by leaps and bounds by like 10 million copies. It's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, that, that's insane. That's pretty goddamn impressive. When Colin Moriarty is sitting there saying, like, that's fucking impressive. I'm like, yeah, I tend to agree with you. Number six, down from number two, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Number five, new to the list, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Number four, new to the list. This is cool. I'm fucking psyched on this because no one gives this game every year they shit on this one. And I'm fucking mad. And I'm happy that it's back on the list. Number four, NHL 21. Let's get uh, some hockey that, love, baby. There you go. You never get enough of it. We, we never get hot. It's always NBA and Madden and FIFA and sometimes the show when that rolls around. But we don't ever get an NHL love. I want that game to stick. Number three, Watch Dogs Legion. Number two, up from number three last month, Madden 21. And number one, new to the list, FIFA 21. So sports hey, games sports, dominate the Yeah, top. sports takes it at the end. And it's going to be even worse uh, in December when those – physical versions of the next gen get uh, released because nothing says new console launch like call of duty and sports. It's that simple. I do have one more NPD list and this is just a quick recap of the top 10 selling games of the year. So far 10 dragon ball Z Kakarot nine Mario Kart eight deluxe eight super Mario 3d all-stars seven Marvel's Avengers six final fantasy seven remake five ghost of Tsushima Four, Last of Us Part 2, 3, Madden 21, 2, Animal Crossing, 1, Call of Duty. And again, digital sales not counted. Oh, wow. So for Nintendo, at least. So Animal Crossing might even have a chance to to be the best-selling game. It probably is. I wouldn't even be surprised. Dude, 20-something million in less than a year. Can you fucking imagine the, the bonus checks that those developers are getting? You work on a game for the bonus. Like that's the, the royalty bonuses are what game developers make their money on. And then they can take a year off. These people could take a lifetime off of these <laughs> 60 bucks a copy, 24 million copies. You do the math. 
Mel Metal, or excuse me, Mel Metal is Greg's. I last week was talking about how shitty it was that I couldn't get a Mel Metal in Pokemon because you had to be level 40 in Pokemon Go to transfer a Pokemon into Pokemon you Home. You talked it into existence. Dude, I talked it right the fucking next day or the day after. They dropped the 40 level cap down to 30, and I'm level 30. So I immediately turned on my Pokemon Go, stayed right in my house, just hoped that something popped up, and I hoped that that something was in Sword and Shield because it has to be in Sword and Shield. Luckily, it was. I uh, can't remember what the Pokemon was, but I wanted the lowest level thing you could possibly get. I caught it, threw it over to Pokemon Home. Doesn't matter what it is. All you got to do is transfer something. And what do I get? A level 100. Wonderful, beautiful G-Max Melmetal. Haven't used it. Don't give a shit. I just want to fill my decks. I haven't played Pokemon Sword and Shield all week, uh, but I am psyched that I have this Melmetal like a day or two after I was just bitching. Careful what you wish for, my friend. Oh, I got it. I got what I wish for, maybe. <laughs> Microsoft expects the Xbox Series X and S shortage to continue into 2021. And Sony hasn't said the same for the PS5, but let's call it what it is. They just don't want to. It's the same news for them. This is going to be like I try to tell people if you're a scalper, I sincerely hope that you fucking never sell your console and you're just stuck with them all. I truly, truly hope that because nobody should buy these things above market value especially 1200 14 you're all fucking nuts if you do it i'm begging i, I you. saw one for sale for two grand don't I'm, I'm begging people don't do it somebody on facebook marketplace said 1500 or best offer i'm like my best offer 600 take it or leave I, it. I was gonna say is it does it come with a warranty for 650 <laughs> <laughs> like it's nuts what people think that they can do and it's crazy because it's around the holidays people get desperate eh. kids, whatever Please don't get your kid an IOU for Christmas. <laughs> Just get, get, like, a, get him a chest. A chest I'll, get, I'll get you it when like get him a piece of paper that says PS5 on it and then like say redeem when they're back in stock. Just wait on it. Have the patience. They will be in stock in, much more in 2021 and beyond, especially I, in 2021. I mean, I'm pretty sure this was I don't even think they had to even say this because i think it was just expected by everyone that there was going to be delays for both systems what's nice about microsoft saying it though is them being aware of the problem um i appreciate that it's something we already all knew like yeah. you just said it's nice to hear companies sitting there saying like yeah we got a problem like you're not gonna get it it's nice but the problem with microsoft kind of being so open in their messaging is okay if i'm a consumer and sony hasn't said that if I'm a casual consumer, I'm going to turn my attention to Sony then. I'm going to say, all right, let me go find a PS5. And that actually might hurt their sales for the Xbox yeah. more than more than help. And instead of saying, be patient, it's fuck it. I'll go find your competitor. So we all know the the big issue and, and it'll be fine. Listen, these consoles will be available. They will be yeah, available. Just, just be patient. Just be don't patient. spend double, triple the amount of money. Just wait. For the love of God, don't do that. Keanu Reeves isn't Cyberpunk 2077. And no, we're not talking about his already announced character, Johnny Silverhand. We're talking about Keanu Reeves. The guy is in that game. They uh, had a Night City Wire again today. They know they didn't delay it, which is one thing. But uh, Keanu Reeves is not in yet. the game. Yeah, right. So he's in the game twice. He's Johnny Silverhand. And there's another Keanu Reeves uh, cameo. I won't spoil anything more. And I'll let you all wait to, to figure that out on your own December 10th when Cyberpunk hits stores, but know that you can get two times the Keanu Reeves goodness. That's cool. The Game Awards has announced its nominees, including the Game of the Year. <sighs> we 
It's we early. Tend- it, it's it's early for the game of the year. I I there's there's still a month and a half, and there's still a game or two that I'm trying to get my paws on. So I I don't want to say anything yet, at least on my end. We tend to not cover like the game awards like that on this show. We'll kind of wait for. Um, we we don't really do a lot of award shows in general. Yeah. We'll cover like the game of the year portion, but we won't go over the whole show. Maybe we'll do that more in a Nintendo episode. And it is possible because the uh, the game awards were a lot of you know announcements and shit like that's going to happen. So well, we cover that part. But I always like to at least talk about the nominations. And so there are six games for the game awards game of the year, and they are Ghost of Tsushima, which is nice to kind of had to be on there. Ha- had to be kind of nice to stamp that that game is a, a must play. So looking forward to uh, to that getting some recognition. Hades from Supergiant. Apparently it's the best indie game in years. So really psyched on that. An indie game is up for game of the year. That's really cool. Doom Eternal, uh, The Last of Us Part 2, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and, oh, Anim- baby. and Animal Crossing New Horizons. So an eclectic list. You got Nintendo. That's, a, that's a solid list. You, listen, you got Nintendo Cutesy Wootsy. You got an indie game. You got a great third-person shooter on multi-platform. And you have three PS4 exclusives. <laughs> you know what's missing on this list? Anything from Xbox? <laughs> Anything from Xbox. <laughs> like, where are the fucking Battletoads love, baby? So, oh, my God. I mean, hey, that, that's go- it, it's going to be tough. That did, I think out of all of our top threes at the end of the year we do, I think games for me is going to be the hardest one. It it oh, I have mine right now. If the year ended, I got my list. It really depends on. Cyberpunk. I don't have any list. I love that you're so prepared. I don't have nothing, and, well, you're, and you're 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 well more prepared than I am always. So as I told as I told you guys on the show last year, I keep a running list of everything I watch and play in a notes section on my phone, so I don't forget anything, or I don't scramble last minute, or I don't have recency bias. A lot of times, when you come up with a list, it's like the shit you just played. Yeah, it's fresh. fresh. So I keep a list of an entire year and I constantly update my rankings all year. So like movies, I have 17 new movies that came out this year that I've watched. I have my top three, same with TV and and games. So I have all this shit. I even have my worst list already there and like shit has to be bad to make it. So, and one, I think you're going to love my list this year for worst, but my, um, Game I didn't watch. Year. I didn't watch that much stuff this year, like movie wise. TV, I watched a fuck ton. That's my hardest call. It's not even close. Album is going to be tough if Bearings is a fucking fire record, which I believe it will be. So, uh, when it comes to game of the year, I got my three. I'm pretty set on my three. Where my problem is is Cyberpunk, and to be honest, I'll just say it. On Black Friday, I'm going to buy Ghost of Tsushima. And that I just feel like that might. It, it, it's funny because me and you are both gunning for the same game with like a month left in the and year. I, and I'm going to try. To me, there's no, there's no, not enough time for Cyberpunk. There's no bro, way it makes it. There's I no heard, way. I heard that Ghost is so much better on PS5. The upgrade that you're going to get, the free upgrade to a PS5 version, I heard it's amazing. So I think you're even going to get a better experience it, than I so, do. But it only sells for PS5, I thought, or no, PS4. P- yeah, but all you do is put the PS4 disc in and you get the free upgrade to the 5 version. Perfect. So you'll get this awesome version that apparently just kicks fucking ass what I've heard on Twitter and on other podcasts that like, like, uh, I'm, like I'm play sorry, this on your PS5. so many people who I respect their opinion just rave about this game. Everything I've seen, I really enjoyed. So Yeah, so that that's the two final games of the year that I'm like, shit, 
Uh, what am I going to do? If, if Nintendo has anything else up their sleeve, I don't think they got they nothing. Do. They got nothing after, after, uh, I don't want this smoke <laughs> after Hyrule warriors. I, I don't think there's anything else coming this year. So yeah, it, I got my lists pretty well down, but looking forward to, uh, to this game of the year discussion when we get to it in, in January, cause it's always like my favorite episode of the year. IO interactive teases its next big game. Dan it, Dan it. If we can, if it's to that level of Goldeneye, oh man, like it's, I don't want to put it on a pedestal. Let's just not forget though how other Bond games are like really good. Quantum of Solace, um, the follow up, the 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 Goldeneye remake on I think the Wii Blue Chunks, but it's not nothing was ever as good as the sixty four game. Well, that's because that's nostalgic to us. I do agree, but it's I have very, very rose-colored glasses on for that one. It's it's literally the game in my N64 I'm sure right nine now. out of ten people are like, yep, they're they're right. But it doesn't to the to the masses, that game doesn't hold up. To me, I like the way it looks. I'm fucking yeah. fine with it. It's literally in my 64 right now. I'm staring at it. And and, and and you saw you my it post, boxed, right? And my post on IG yesterday or two days ago was um, an 80 uh, complete inbox of Goldeneye 64. And yeah, but I saw your cartridge only got in the sevens. I'd have given you my cartridge to throw in there. I don't give a fuck how my cartridge looks. That cartridge is at least a nine. No, and, and and that's the thing. So I I was I don't even know who I was talking about, but I was like, that's like, and that's well, like it. Okay, so in comics, if you take um, a page from another book and you put it together, and it, it gets a purple label, like a married cover, but in games you're able to take a, a cartridge or a manual and you're able to switch it up and you'll still get it in that complete. So it's something that I have been thinking about doing. Like if I do get that upgrade and get a cart that's nine, my grade could possibly get bumped up to an 8.590. And and, a, and GoldenEye is the type of game that it's worth it to. Like that game is sells. It's expensive. If you can up your grade on that. Oh, yeah, oh 100%. Be, like so I might, might worth actually, it. And the, the the cartridges I've had since a kid, like that's I think it might even have writing on it. Like so, it's beat the shit. So my I'm, cart, I, I'd have I'm, to take a peek at it. I'm pretty sure my cart is in fucking phenomenal condition. I I'm looking at it right now. It looks great. So I I, I don't give a shit what my cart looks like. That doesn't. I'll never get games graded. Uh, like older games, I still play them too much. So yeah, if you want it, dude, just you know, give me uh you know. Five hundred dollars for a PS Five and and uh, your cart, and <laughs> yeah. I'll just give you mine. Uh, nice. Oh, good. I think that IO Interactive is the perfect team to make this. It's by the way, we're talking about. It's called Project 007. We're getting a new Bond game. Um, they're a perfect team. They make Hitman, and so like they already kind of have the framework of what a good James Bond game is. And also, I want Daniel Craig. Please don't give me like a James Bond, non-Bond wannabe lookalike guy. Give me the fucking Bond we have now. I know he's kind of at the end of his Bond career, but that movie's delayed for 17 years. Let, just give me Dan. Hurt, I don't give a shit if you give heart. me Pierce. I don't give a shit if you give me Pierce Brosnan again. I just don't want some generic guy. Fuck. Give me Sean. R.I.P. Give me the legend or make them all unlockable. Buy all their facial rights for a billion dollars because that'll cost you a lot and make them all unlockable. The bonds throughout the years. I don't care. Just don't give me some generic James Bond wannabe guy. But man, I'm I'm or make it first person. That's probably what they'll do. They'll make it first person so you don't ever know. Um, just like the GoldenEye games and shit like that. And which is fine. That's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, if it's third person, it, it'll be a little weird. If it's first person, the only time you see Pierce Brosnan in the GoldenEye game is when they do the intro cutscene and they like swirl around your head for 30 seconds. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't care, quite frankly. I, what I would like from this game, right, is not an open world. I do not want a James Bond open world. I don't even want a, like, a linear story. I actually prefer the style of game that, ga- that GoldenEye is where it's the mission structure where you I get want- a level. I want an N64 remake game online playable. That's what I want. They'll, they they can't do it with the licensing, unfortunately. And they tried to do something like it on the Throw Wii. Throw some money at somebody. Come on. They tried to do something like that on the Wii, and it just failed, and it just wasn't any oh, good. That's because it was the Wii. Let's change it up. We're on Nintendo I, Switch. We're on the bigger, better things. I, I think that if you gave me a like level game, like I want to go to the dam, and I want to have Agent double O agent and whatever. And I want to have different missions for each difficulty level. I like that style where I go into a level, I beat that level and I move on to the next level. I don't need a cohesive thing for like a James Bond game. So I'm, I'm down with that level structure. I don't know if that's what we will get. I just hope it's not an open world game. We just, we don't need more. We just don't need more open world fucking games. We haven't. (laughs) I agree. All right, let's move on to, to movies. We've been talking for a long time already. Uh, Sylvester Stallone has joined the Suicide Squad movie. Uh, I actually love this. I know I, I joked to you. I was like, I kind of hope he's Deathstroke, even though there, there's no way. But then I think we, we saw something online that could be possibly playing the voice of your favorite, King Shark. I I think that would be just wonderful. I'd be so in for that. Just so in for that. I mean, I no, like I said to you, no matter who he's playing, I'm in. Like, we're from Philadelphia. We love Stallone. That's just yeah. how it is. According to Variety, well, let me before I move on. Is there anything else you want to add about Sly? Because this is a big deal. I mean, Sly is a huge actor. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine. I still think he, when he was announced when he was in Guardians two, I thought he was good. I was I was waiting for that um, his side movie to get announced, but that never did. So maybe that's why he kind of coming over some DC phone with James Gunn. I, I'll mm-hmm. I'll take whatever they give. Yeah, I I actually would probably prefer him being just a voice. He's got such an iconic voice. He's he looks pretty beat to shit. I'm good. I'm good with just <laughs> God his voice. Damn. I'm good with just his voice. I, you know? How okay. how many movies has Sly been in that you're like, yeah, that's not Sly. That's he, he plays the same character in every movie. I just wouldn't mind him just doing a voice. Whether it's King Shark or not. I just I love Sly too much. Yeah, to whether him. whether he's in Suicide Squad voice or it's an ant, whatever one. Or or what? Or ants. The movie Ants from yeah. like the nineties? That yeah. ant? Was he in that? Yeah. No shit. That's yeah. a good dude. There's your trivia. Fuck, yeah. man. That's a really good one. According to Variety, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming to theaters on Christmas Day, like kind of always was. No more delays. But they're adding a little uh little caveat here. It's coming to HBO Max the same day for one month. And and this is something that we we We've been talking about that possibly. They had to be thinking about it. It's been sitting on the shelf for almost a year. It's been done filming. It's supposed to come out in like April or June. Or yeah. Maybe so last year. I, I don't know that I'll be ready to go see it in theaters uh, by Christmas. Maybe, maybe not, but probably not. But I'm lucky enough to – I'll be able to watch it on HBO Max in that first month. Yeah, and, and I have uh, HBO Max myself and I'll be, you know, probably a – well, probably – December 26th, probably not going to watch it on Christmas Day, but uh, I'm excited to dive into it because now that it's free for me, I'm, I'm going to watch it. 
you know, I, I wasn't going to pay a single cent to watch this movie originally. Now I'm in. Yeah, you were, you were from, I'm never going to see this movie to, oh shit, I have a month to save for free or I'm already paid for in a month, whatever. I'm in. Exactly. There's no reason for me not to at this point. I think it's a great move from a consumer standpoint. The studio is probably losing money, but at least it's Oh my going. God, they had a $200 million budget. At least it's going to the service though, controlled and owned by Warner Brothers. So like- DC, it's all. I'm, the same I'm sure they'll get some subscribers. They'll get a couple people sign up for the free month, and maybe by then they'll announce more stuff coming from the Snyder Cut. You, you know, you don't know what's coming. Yeah, I, I think that this is. It's they have a strategy. It might be a bold strategy, Cotton, but we'll see how it pays off for them. Uh, good news for you, Sam. It looks like Jared Leto's Joker for the Suicide Squad is actually going to, like you've always wanted, have a different look to him. Yeah, and it's it was he was on uh, Beyond the Trailers YouTube. I'm talking Zack Snyder, and he kind of went, you know, maybe I think it was maybe 45 minutes to an hour talking about just the the whole thing from the start to the end to getting Jared Jared Leto to seeing if he was even up for the idea. And he said as soon as he kind of gave him the idea, he said he loved it. His quote was, "It's a road weary Joker." Mm-hmm. That that was the way he described Jared Leto's little thing here, but he said that there's going to be four to five additional minutes of the movie. Like all that he shot that whole one week or eight days, whatever he shot, it's only adding four to five minutes to this film. So it's like there was, so everything that's already been shot for him was two and a half hours. So two and a half hours that was been shot. We're going to get added into the movie and just hearing his excitement, hearing how he's saying Jared was to come back as the Joker. I cannot wait. Yeah, giving him a second chance and kind of changing the way he looks. I, I've gone on record before. I didn't mind the way he looks. Now, that not to say that if they make an upgrade, I'm not going to be like, cool, he looks better. I just wouldn't care if they kept him the same. But to know that they're going to – they're kind of aware of the perception and they're going to try and redo it. I mean that's what he's doing with this whole fucking movie. It just makes sense to continue that train with, with Leto's Joker. So the redemption continues and I think it's just a smart move. I think overall though – there's an even more kind of new look to this film. And some of that comes with Deathstroke. Joe Manganiello put out there, hey, this is what I'm going to look like. That was a pretty sweet photo he put out there. Yeah, and it was him with him with his mask off, him with a little mohawk and, you know, with the mustache that was the, beard. That was, the, that was the cool bro comb over thing. Yeah. You have the, <laughs> the sides shaved and the top is long. And, and, and from what I've doing? been seeing and hearing on IG, it's been well received. I mean, everyone, I think, and we, I know we've been on record saying that we, we – are very much looking forward to seeing this new scene with with Destro, with Joe back in this armor. And I'm really looking forward to see what the hell he's doing in his scene because they, you know they're not they wouldn't hype it up if it was just a quick second. No, he and they wouldn't change his look. No, like they they definitely added to his part because you know the, the, I think the fans were like the man like every I think probably the only thing he heard from. Uh, I guess the weeding cut was, man, Deathstroke was awesome at the end. You know what I mean? Like, we wanted to see more of that. So it, it's glad to see, like, Jared's getting his redemption. Joe's coming back, just not for that little two-second cameo. So hopefully we'll get something good. Yeah, it's just it's just they, they have zero, absolutely literal zero reason to redo his entire look to keep him in a one-scene thing. He's going to have a couple minutes of screen time at least, and that's good to know. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised that the four to five additional minutes, he probably has about a minute. You know, at least cool. a minute is him. Yeah, and because that's worth an upgrade. Because that's like think about how long if you just stare at something for six. Oh, and, and he also said when I, he 
only one new shot of Ezra and he filmed because he's filming Fantastic Beats, uh, Fantastic Beast right now. And they did it over a Zoom call. So I guess he was in his office and then he talked with the crew at, at, over at um, Fantastic Beast guys. They did a quick little scene of him as Barry Allen doing something. So that's the only new scene we're going to get is Flash. Oh, it was, it was cool to hear him delve into that and how they got it done. What did you think of that new uh you know, I call it new. There was a couple new scenes in there, a lot of recycled footage. The new trailer that we got uh, for the Snyder Cut. Oh, I, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, come on. I, he, obviously, he even says it in that little interview that it was obviously taken down because of music rights and they got all that work down, put it back up. And he added a couple new scenes and it was awesome to see Darkseid like that with his army behind him. That was great. Got the new shot of the Batmobile. I thought that was awesome. And this is, I think people are going to rethink of all like kind of maybe the bashing that they gave Ben at the last time. I think after seeing this, we're going to see a different Batman and a, a whole different movie than what we've seen before. We definitely got a new Steppenwolf. Oh, and he looks 10 times better than what he did in Whedon's cut. And I, 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 I've heard everyone agree with me. I, I've yet to hear someone say Whedon's cut was better. So if you think so, please. I have. I'm not an authority on the subject. I just don't. I just don't think the Goldar look suits him. I thought when you sent that to me, my answer to your text was, "You can see his whole face." Oh, so you you so you were like the bottom one, thinking that the bottom one was the new one. Oh no no no! I've only seen the movie once. I'm not really an aficionado. Gotcha, gotcha. So when you say like the Whedon, interesting. I, I just like that. No, no. I I actually like the golden armor. The way it looks, I just actually like that I could see. And, and, but and you got to remember that he's kind of the old gods and it's a little, you know. I just don't know enough to have an opinion. I, just I got you. I got you. I got you. I, when they're side to side, it, it doesn't. N- neither one of them wows me. I actually just prefer the one where you can see his face a little bit more. And I guess if that's the old one, then call me call me crazy. Remember, gotcha. I picked Spider-Man over God of War. So Yeah, which is unforgivable. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never forgive it. Batman Soul of the Dragon also got a trailer, a little 70s vibe from this one set in the 70s. What did you think of the trailer? And again, this was like a, this is going to be a more martial arts film for Batman, which I can't wait because they didn't really feel like this is like Bronze Tiger. Michael Jai White's coming to do the voice. He played him live action on the uh, Arrow TV show. So it was mm-hmm. kind of good to see that he's played him live action. He's playing his voice. That's pretty cool. Lady Shiva's in it. Richard Dragon. And of course, obviously, Batman kind of getting trained by his master. And if I buy all these movies. This is a day one buy for me. It's something different from Batman. I forget the voice actor playing him, so it's not like Kevin Connor or anything. But day one buy for me. Hey, listen, it can't get much worse than Batman Ninja. See, I I like Batman Ninja, so that doesn't like. I, I actually think I kind of want to rewatch that again. You let me borrow it, and I watched it, and I loved the art style. I and did you give it back? I did. Okay. Um, I liked Gorilla Grodd, I think, is in that, right? Grodd? Is that I, right? I believe he has something. Yeah. And, uh, a little part. Yeah. And uh, uh, and the Joker was kind of a letdown in that. But it just was okay. It's just okay. But um, I, I like the DC animated 
concepts because they're different as shit. Yeah, it's like, it's a whole different take. It's something that you know was never done before to get something new. I like samurais. I liked all the cool armor. I mean, definitely when when the, when the house kind of came alive, I was like, okay, that, that's a little a little <laughs> much for me. But but yeah. you know, besides that, I, I enjoyed it. Chris Pratt is going to be in Love and Thunder. I think we knew this was coming, but it's nice to know it's here. I, I mean, I was if if it if he wasn't, I was going to be a little bit upset just how they ended that movie. I just thought it was so freaking funny, and like these two needed to make like another movie together. Yeah, for sure. And it's going to be hilarious. Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth on the same screen just dominate. That's it was clearly the best part of Endgame. Like just so clearly. Um, when they're together on the same screen, even in uh, Infinity War, oh, on the ship for the first time. Yeah, once they were all on the ship and talking about who's the the captain, they're all laughing. Like that was at that moment, I said, "I need a spin off of the Guardians and and Thor right now." And to know that that I think Thor is probably going to show up in Gog Three, and to know that Pratt is crossed over in Eleven Thunder, it's just two universes that belong together. Agreed. And I'm I'm just so happy about that. Yes. No, no bad remarks from me. Take our money. Uh, Universal Pictures and Cinemark, which is not really for us on the East Coast here. We don't really have much Cinemark here. Not one. <laughs> yeah. So this doesn't really apply to us. But for our listeners, you know, in the middle of the country and such, uh, they have struck a deal that will allow uh, Universal Pictures to be in theaters for 17 days. And then they can be released on VOD, uh, which is nice. They can be in Cinemark theaters for 17 days. Now, what this also does is... Any movie that opens for $50 million or more will actually get two extra weeks in theaters. So it gives them a lot of incentive to do well in theaters still, knowing that they can be in theaters for, what's that, four and a half weeks before going to a VOD platform. I'm, that, that's, not, that's not a bad deal. I mean, it's, it's definitely not what they wanted to do, but hey, you got to do what you got to do in these times. I, my, I just... I have a setup now where it's like I'm in a theater. Like when yeah, I know, dude. I, I know. I'm right with you. Right, right now, there's no need to go to a movie theater. I just never need to go back. We just ordered a new sectional for down here, like a new couch. So, like, I'm even going to be more in dude, a movie that theater. That eighty inch, you you have a movie theater in your basement. You're good. That's what, I, that's what I mean. If dude, if you saw this setup, you'd be like, "What the fuck do I ever have to pay seven dollars for popcorn?" And, and, and they're like, "Oh, I only got to wait two to three weeks. Perfect, perfect." And you know me, when it comes to movies, I can wait. I'm not really in a rush, so for for movies, yeah, unless time. like it's got to be, you know, like the new Batman movie coming out. Like it's got to be something like that. Like okay, I got to go to the theaters because if, so, if I get a spoiler in this, I'm I'm gonna wring somebody's neck. Or like a music movie, or like one of my weird indie movies that yeah. I like so much. I'm such a weird head with the indie stuff. But uh, last thing in film is the Monster Hunter film got a new release date and. They got a new trailer as well, and people are actually back in on the movie based on this trailer. It does look a lot more like the game, which is promising. But uh, I was always is, in on it, I think. I don't think I ever said I wasn't. But you're not into the games. Oh, so like, I, no, but the movie looked cool, though. They're fighting monsters. Come on. It, it, the problem with this movie is it's releasing on Christmas Day, the same day as Soul on Disney+. Plus and Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. So it's, it's going up against some behemoths. And like... The problem is this was coming out on the 30th initially and they moved it to Christmas like today after the Wonder Woman stuff came out. Like, what are you doing? I guess they're trying to capitalize on people that want to go see a double feature. If you're there, you're there already. You don't no, I know, no way I'm keeping a mask on for four hours in the movie. Well, I just get don't get it here. I don't get it. Um, nah, nah, you nah, had nah, this. Nah. 
you had this on the 30th. It was by itself. It was going to be just fine. It was your last movie of the year before you hit New Year's Eve. And now you've moved it to Christmas to compete with two movies that are going to be released in the home on Disney Plus and on HBO Max. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because if people are going to the theater, they're going to see Wonder Woman now. Come on. I, I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet Wonder Woman over Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter just put itself in the fucking grave for the for the box office. And like not like many movies are going to do well this year. But geez, Louise, you had a day to yours. It's like literally saying like, oh, I want to destroy myself here. Let me go into it. It just doesn't make any sense. Um <laughs> All right, let's get into TV because we still got a lot of show left and we are going long. So let's talk about chapter 11 of The Mandalorian. I believe it was called The Heiress. Uh, we saw Bo-Katan. We saw Sasha Banks. I don't remember her name. It's something Reeves or something like that. Uh, in this, we saw some Oscar more. Reeves. Thank you. We saw some more folks donning the Mandalore. Uh, the, the What is that called? The as. Uh, God damn it. I can't remember the type of armor. Um, regardless. Some more people that are dressed like him. <laughs> Mandalorian <laughs> armor? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. The Asgar armor? The, the Mezgar? Is that, that, that sounds right. Something like that. Uh, uh, we're getting shit on right now in the comments. We got a DM today saying, can we just understand why Greg fucking hates the Mandalorian? <laughs> no, like, hate the I was like, I don't fucking hate the Mandalorian. I just think the story's going nowhere. Um, still, by the way, this episode... First and foremost, was my it's favorite best car. It was best, thank car, you, best car. It was my favorite of the season so far. Um, easy, easy yeah. best of the season. Yeah, uh, and not even close. And like you said, and also what this episode did for me was stamp just how gorgeous this show is. My written, God, written by John Favreau, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah. Go, go figure. Um, phenomenal episode. Uh, from top to bottom, I really enjoyed it. Love the story structure. It At the end of the day, it kind of was the same thing of a flavor of the week. But because he finally found who he was looking for, even if it didn't go perfectly, it it set it a little bit more in motion. They're now going to go find Ahsoka Tan, I think her name is. Ahsoka uh, Tano, yeah. Yeah, they're finally going to like put that shit together now. We only have five episodes to do it. But I really felt strong that the story is went into the big kind of places it needed to. It had really great action scenes, great fight scenes. Um, Sasha Banks was actually really good in it, and they yeah, limited she, her speaking lines, which was great. She, she was definitely better than expected. Katie yeah. Sackoff was phenomenal as Bo-Katan. Who, and she plays Bo-Katan in all the other stuff, too. Yes, she voiced her in uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Rebels, which, I mean, she she was fantastic. Live action, I still, I was even talking to MRC Tech that I need to go back, and I got to start all, like, the, the Clone Wars, everything from the beginning, and just watch it. Because I heard, you know, there might have been some rocky seasons in it, but the good outweigh the bad. I just, I, I felt really good about this episode. I just and, and to get mention of, you know, you, you know, people say, well, we didn't see uh, Esposito. We you, you saw the back of his head for a quick second. We well, they saw the front of his head too. Was it? When, when they saw you saw it was a hologram, but you saw the. You saw the front of his head when they were going down on the ship or whatever. Okay, so so maybe you see that, you know, but they mentioned the dark saber, but at, at the ending, I mean, if that ending didn't get everyone out of your seat or so excited, I know like the comic community is going crazy. Yeah. Buying first appearances to to just finally seeing her live action for the first time and just to hopefully see Rosario Dawson hopefully today as you're listening to this. 
Yeah, that's right. This ep- the new one's out right now. You so, you know, obviously, like, now you got me all excited again. Like, like, oh, God, it's coming out tomorrow, which is today, but... I kind of forgot I, I that Rosario forget. Dawson was cast as her. That's awesome. Oh, no, not me. You don't, you don't forget. People don't forget. I, I, I do love me some Rosario Dawson, man. You got to go watch Rent. That's just first and foremost. She's phenomenal in that, and she was really good in Clerks, too. Uh, but regardless... Um, strong episode, strongest of the season. Finally, feel good about where the story is going. Um, and again, oh, oh, my, okay. I, I, is just. I, I gotta say, my, my my only gripe, which I I texted you, I was I did have a gripe with this episode. That's and right, even, that's right. I said I was looking forward to it. It just, I, I know the joke that you know the stormtroopers can't hit anybody. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's like sometimes when you know when they're doing scenes like that, like there's there's no stakes. Yeah, you know, no, you're, like, right, you're right. You know, they're gonna miss. And then Charles said, well, what, they hit it when, when he ran alone. I was like, yeah, because he ran up the damn middle. If they missed, Jesus Christ, like he had to get hit. But I was like, well, every other shootout, when no one gets hit, there's no stakes. Like, I understand the joke, but I really wish we can kind of move on from that. Like, I, I would like to think coming up, they, they get better at shooting. I don't know. I, that, that That's my only little minor nitpick. Other than that, like, I still love the episode, but I'm like, come on, I want more stakes in here. That's a really good point, and it never crossed my mind. That's a really good point. It does now, but it and, and that's the first. The that's the first thing I said watching it. I as soon as I finished, I texted Sean over at MRC Tech, and I said the same thing. I, I think he said the same thing. Like good point, but you know the joke. I was like, I hear you, but sometimes it's like I want stakes. I, I want feel like there's something on the line. Yeah, you know what? It would have been nice is maybe an expendable character, like add a fourth Mandalore on there. And maybe that's the one that get you know it's, and then everybody in the stormtrooper armor like celebrates like holy like, shit you hit them. I just don't want to be like as soon as it was on. It's like, okay, they're all gonna miss. They're gonna hit all their shots. They're all dead up. Get to the front. Up oh, he kills. Like you know, like when yeah. I'm planning it out that like quickly, that th- it's a little issue. But I mean, hey, it, I, other than that, I really liked it. Hopefully, they can kind of tweak it as the as the show goes on. But easily my favorite episode of the season. Same. We're we're finally at a point where I'm like. Yeah, super so it's, excited it's about what's to come. Two one three is is my or you know a three one two is my order. In three three two one for me, yeah three two one, and I would it would be even a bigger gap if Oliphant wasn't in one, and it was still my 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 least of the. Season. I love Oliphant. He's great. He's great. He just didn't. I just looked past him and said that plot did just literally nothing for me. Uh, let's see. We might be getting, Oh, this one's huge, man. We might be getting a red hood spinoff series on HBO max. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. I mean, and this uh, isn't just some internet rumor. There was an IG post from a very prominent figure. And, and there was a couple, there's already rumors in, in, in the wake. And, uh, the actor that plays red hood on tweeted Titan. just a- HBO max. Yep. Just and he, and he put on his Instagram, a low picture of the logo. It's I, I it's in the works. Red Hood has a cold following. Chris Dollarbin Bandit, this is for you. I know he's your favorite character. Now the I, there could be there could be this though. Titans hit HBO Max on November first. It could have just been a thing of go watch Titans. Just let's keep that in mind. That coincidentally, sh- and Titans season three is coming exclusively to HBO Max. So I let's mean, shit, maybe he maybe that. he shows he shows up in in, in Zack Snyder's cut. I don't know, but whatever. And now you're is, just getting crazy. I'll, I'll take anything Red Hood. Yeah. Red, Red Hood is a great character. If you don't know Red Hood, look up Jason Todd or if you even go back further where it was like the origin of the Joker, Red Hood. It, it's just an interesting twist on the character that just brought different light to him when he was Robin. Yeah. Uh, the um, 
the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is getting a well got a reunion kind of thing wherever all the cast got back together and it's available now if you want to go watch it it's on hbo max right now i mean i think i'll get to it one day i'm i don't think i'm in too much of a rush i saw will smith post some teasers and he was like I forgot to tell you guys that this is a cry fest so make sure you bring your tissues so i was like oh i don't know if i'm in a rush to go see that right now i'll wait yeah, yeah. Uh, the Batman TV series with Matt Reeves has already lost its showrunner over creative differences, and they're on the lookout for a new one. I mean, that's that's uh, not what you like to hear. The only thing is, it's so early in development that it probably doesn't matter too much. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's true, especially with, with COVID and everything getting revamped right now. But I mean, hey, it's hopefully they can kind of get everything back on track because I am looking forward to the show. Yeah, me too. And and like I said, the movie's still so far away that we're not going to get the TV series till 2022. Easy. It's just it's just so inconsequential at this time that whatever. I you know, it sucks to lose a smart mind and the original choice. That sucks. But at the end of the day, I want Reeves' vision and if there was creative differences, you know, it's like my quarterback. I'll go with Reeves. That's my quarterback right there on this show. So I'm I'm good. The CW is working on a Wonder Girl series. And again, the CW is, is a superhero show. If you don't know, original Wonder Girl would be like Wonder Woman, or if you went Donna Troy, next would be like Cassandra Sandsmark. I don't know if they're, I didn't read too much if they're making up a new character for the show or if they were going to follow Cassie. I wasn't sure because I don't think they're going to do Donna Troy since we already had that in Titans. But I mean, hey, since Stargirl was as good as it was, I think I deserve it to at least check out Wonder Girl for at least one or two episodes. For sure. I mean, what's the downside? Exactly. It's like, okay, 40 minutes wasted. All right, I'll survive. Uh, another reboot that's coming, and this might be this might be the best superhero of them all, a Darkwing Duck reboot is in the works at Disney+. Plus. This is freaking awesome. This, this is a classic. I know we both watched it as kids, and yeah. I will definitely be watching this reboot. I still may watch it as an adult on Disney+. Plus. Oh, my, 100%. Like, dude, this is a great show. It, oh, I mean, like, I actively do. It's just really, really good. Darkwing Duck, first of all, one of the best theme songs in an animated show. Second of all, one of the best NES games. It's Mega Man, but even harder. And uh, thirdly, I can't wait for this because I actually thought the uh, the uh, DuckTales reboot wasn't half bad. So I'm actually really looking forward to this. Conan O'Brien is leaving his late night show for a weekly HBO Max variety show. This one, after 25 plus years. That's a stri- that the money must have been calling. I was going to say, you know, we know uh, that they do. Pay, I'm sure they pay well over there. And, and hey, Conan's well, funny. He does have his little following. So it's good to see that he's going to continue doing, you know. HBO Max, though, Warner, it's, it's all under Turner. So it's the same thing. Like Conan's leaving Turner to go to Turner. It, TBS and, and HBO Max are owned by the same parent company. So it doesn't really matter from that perspective. I honestly think Conan. What would you rather do? You know, a daily show or a weekly show? It's a lot less strain on him. He gets a lot more time back in his day to maybe pursue other ventures. And even if he has to take a pay cut to do it and he might get less ratings, he can go do a He could snap his fingers and be a guest on anything he ever wanted to be. He'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's not hurting. He'll, he's good. And our main story that the episode will be titled after a new season of Letter Kenny. <laughs> Now, th- this is for you. This is your show. We all know you You adore this show. A new you didn't season. get to see him live this year because of COVID. Uh, did you have to remind me? I was less than two weeks away from that show when COVID. Like, remind you. You never forgot. Down. Who are you kidding? <sighs> You're so right about that.
about that. But we get a new season this year, December 26th. That'll be another thing, a last-minute addition to my – Merry Christmas. Uh, to my Christmas and also to my show of the year candidacies because Hulu drops all the episodes at once. They don't do once a week. So like I, I'll binge, I'll do the whole season in a day. It's only half hour episodes, probably six, maybe eight. They don't very, they don't do really long seasons. Uh, so December 26th, if you have never watched letter Kenny before, get off your ass and start. There's like eight seasons now, but they're only six to eight episodes and a half hour. You can get this show done in just a couple of days. You'll laugh your ass off along the way. It's phenomenal. We are running out of time, so we're going to cut uh, two of the music stories. We'll do the first two. We'll cut the other two, and we'll, we'll put them in next week when we have a little bit more time. Um, so apologies to our friends at BPM. We will have those reviews next week for you where I'm talking about Sea Haven and Like Moths to Flames. But we do want to talk about Bearings, their new record, Hello, It's You. Hello, It's You. Hello, it's you or hello, it's me. It's hello, it's you. I believe it's hello, it's you. Yeah, hello, it's you. It's out right now. I mean, not right now. Now for us. We technically have to wait till today. Three more hours for us. But when people are listening to this, it's out right now. But I mean, so far, the songs that we've heard, we really liked. I know you had that little gripe on the one. But besides that, strong. Little gripe on the one. It was the worst bearing song I'd ever heard. Not to be disrespectful, but it was the worst bearing song. And I it's ever heard. hello with you. I don't know if we said it. it's hello with you. Yeah, I I love the bearings boys. I love that they came on the show. They're friends of the pod. Uh, follows on Twitter, and and we appreciate that. And I say it's ten, ten songs. It's only thirty minutes, so short and sweet. Yeah, and I we listen. We didn't get a review copy, so we're gonna wait just like the rest of the general public to get our ears on it. But. There's just no doubt to me that this is going to be a, a candidate for record of the year. Right now, my top three are really um, – what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're like entrenched. They're, 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 in, they're entrenched in there, and I even have a really strong four. If bearings to me, though, is, I don't know, 50%, 60% as good as blue in the dark, this is going to be in that in that top three. So. Yeah. It's just they're such a good band. If you haven't listened to them, first and foremost, I'd start by listening to our interview with them. It was back in March. It was a week before the COVID shutdown. Um, it was our last live interview before we shifted everything to the home working environment. And uh, go check that out. Hello, It's You is out right now. Check it out. We'll have the review of it next week. But what we do have a review of, we had him on the show just about a month or two ago, Vinny Caruana from I Am The Avalanche. He talked on that interview about how much he loved the new Avalanche stuff. He thought it was some of the best ever. So we got an advanced copy of Dive, their latest record. It is out right now. Sam, what did you think of I Am The Avalanche, Dive? And, and right off the bat, I thought it rocked. I thought it was classic I Am The Avalanche. I thought Vinny sounded great. I thought the band sounded great. Um, I believe it was 10 songs, another album that was kind of short and sweet, but this is definitely something that I know that they probably can't wait to rock to live if and when we can go to concerts again. Yeah, this was, um, like you said, it's vintage I Am The Avalanche. It's 10 songs. Uh, they released a couple of singles. What I like about these songs is there's not none of the songs drag on. The pacing of the record is really strong. Um, there's not really like a break you can take. Uh, th- were there any songs that stuck out to you? Um, I, I didn't write any down off the top of my head, but for me, the middle of the record is where it shined. Fake weed, love song 69. And are you listening? Tracks four, five, what, and six. what was number nine? Emergency something. I uh, think I remember liking that one. Earthquake weather, earthquake weather. That, that one I really liked. Yeah. I could get you on that one too. That's a really good song. I think the whole record was just consistent. 
there was one song that I was like, you know, I'm I'm all set, and it was uh, it's actually their single. You're no, you're no good to, to me, dead. But the rest of the record just kicked so much ass that if you were a fan of any of Vinny's projects, we're talking the movie life. All right, you're gonna uh, love this. Avalanche, constant elevations, pieced out his solo stuff. Like it's all so good, and this is just so much more Vinny. It's I, I, I know it, it's just gotta suck like being a band, release a new album, the hype, and you can't freaking tour it. Yeah, no, I and get that, it. That's gotta be a bummer. But and I we talked about we talked about that with every interview we've had on since the podcast. I mean, I think you you kind of have to. I mean, it's like the elephant in the room. Yeah, and every one of them, you know, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> like, what are you what are you gonna do? Um, Vinny does a lot of. Hey, you know, I, whenever you want to do is another living room show, I'll be there, Vinny. Yeah, Vinny does a lot of streamed shows and stuff like that. He's in a lot of projects. But uh, regardless, super psyched on this record. Check it out. I'm the Avalanche Dive. Same day that Bearings Hello, It's You is out. Two of our favorites Double coming bangers. out on the same day. Really looking forward to these records. And by the way, Dive is just super good. So go check that out right now. Sam, bring us home with your CGC Spotlight of the Week. CGC Spotlight this week is Detective Comics 583. The first appearance of Scarface and the ventriloquist Arnold we- Arnold Wesker. Of course, you got you. You should know who these guys are. Came out in February 1988. I have it in 9.8 white pages. John Wagner and Alan Grant story. Norm Brayfogle and Kim DeMolder art, and of course the Mike Mignola cover, classic cover. Buzz, I know you love it. It's your boy. I just had to pull up the CGC census now because for for whatever reason yesterday it was down. But there are a total of 125 nine-eights on the census. So that's not too bad. It's actually a tough book to really get in a nine-eight. 126 nine-sixes, 57 nine-fours. Only a total of 364 total blue blue labels graded on the census, which isn't too bad because some of the numbers we see on the census, it's in the thousands. So we have one story. It's called Fever. A new designer drug called Fever floods the streets of Gotham City inducing many of the city teens and preteens to fits of homicidal rage. When Batman sees a group of juvenile fever addicts kill an old security guard in cold blood, he takes a personal interest in stopping the the drug dealers. Batman raids one of their base and operations and makes one of them give up their supplier's name. His name is the Scarface. I always loved the ventriloquist since the animated series. Obviously, my Batman love of Batman and all his rogues gallery is from that show. And I always liked them. I know some people hate them too gimmicky or just stupid for whatever reason. I, I, I like them. I always thought it was cool with him having like the kind of split personality and controlling the puppet. And, and of course, Scarface. So if you like that, or if you just like the cover of Mike Mignola, detective comics, five eighty three. that's going to do it for episode 212, a long one. But we had a lot to talk about with Miles Morales and the Mandalorian and and all that good stuff. So we appreciate everybody hanging in there, as always, with with us here on Squawker. Thanks again for all the compliments on the Nintendo. That'll be back on Cyber Monday with our new episode with that one, episode two there. And we'll be back next week somehow, probably Black Friday. I don't know when we're going to record. We'll figure it out. Uh, But we promise we'll be there next week for episode 213. What game do I play next? Hey!